0: Hello, and welcome to Misha and Diane Watch Santa Barbara, Week 1, Episode one. 1. We've just finished watching the very first episode of Santa Barbara. Today is July 30th, 2019, exactly 35 years after it originally aired. And, and do you
1: remember watching this 35 years ago?
0: I do. I remember some of the scenes, some of the dialogues. So I suspect I may have... Kept some of the audio recordings, too. Oh. Um, I have uh, recently found a cassette tape that says Santa Barbara number 23. Oh, boy. So uh, if I find number one, I'll probably find some dialogue from the pilot on it. So I was probably testing out my ability to record the, the show when, uh, for the coming week when I was going to be working. Mm. So. And we watched it about 16 years ago. I think maybe when YouTube was young we had found a very I
1: vaguely remember a bad
0: that. copy of it. It was when we had lived at Beach Tower, so it must have been sixteen years ago. And uh, so you probably don't remember much about that. But um But
1: that's probably that is probably why I was able to identify the prison blues that he was wearing in the preview.
0: That could be. Yeah. So, it started out uh, Santa Barbara, 1979, Mm -hmm. with uh, an open establishing shot of the Capwell Mansion.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We spent much of the episode in uh, several places in the Capwell Mansion, the large atrium, where they were having the engagement party Mm -hmm. for Kelly Capwell and Peter Flint. And then we also saw a corridor leading to the study uh, several times, and mm-hmm. then we saw the study uh, in so in the opening scene, uh, which took place in nineteen seventy nine the Capwells were having another party i 'm not quite sure what that party was for Do you recall? no it
1: was i don't recall e- either it was but it was a very fancy dress party
0: and so, in the opening scene, um, the butler Philip
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: brings a note to Channing Capwell. C.C. Capwell's namesake, Mm -hmm. Channing Creighton Capwell the second, no, third, and uh, we get to see him walk through the corridor to the study, and then he walks into the study, and then someone is sitting in the chair, and they spin around and shoot Channing dead. Yes. So that is how it starts, five years before the show actually started.
1: But before he goes down that corridor, he does briefly stop to talk to
0: Santana
1: and she's a maid, it looks like. She's
0: a maid, yes, Santana's, or she's at least working as a maid. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw later in the show Danny Andrade telling Ted that he had to hurry to Kelly's engagement party because he was his mom, Rosa, who's also a maid there, uh, has pressed him into working at the party. Mm -hmm. So Santana may just have been pressed into service for that party. I don't know if she was
1: yeah, that's not it's permanently not a
0: maid at the Capwell house or just the maid's daughter who Needed some extra money, mm-hmm. but clearly she and Channing had something going. Yes uh, And then Channing is murdered and then we cut to five years later Joe Perkins is doing chin-ups in the prison yard.
1: hmm
0: and the warden and the guard come out and the guard heard to say, but didn't he kill that boy? <laughs> so he's very worried that the parole board has let Joe Perkins out, uh, yes. whereas the warden seems to be happy that the parole board has let Joe Perkins out. Mm-hmm. He's really quite happy. This guy, I guess, has been in prison for five years, so he must have been arrested immediately after the murder and been in jail during have been the whole a trial.
1: Trial too, yeah.
0: Well, he may have been in jail for that whole trial, but yeah, with Someone like CC Capwell against you—they probably raced through the trial, probably knew the judge. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And but yet somehow the warden seems to think five years is good enough for Joe. So I don't know if the warden believes he's innocent. We don't
1: really know the circumstances of you know what the legal grounds were for him being paroled. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, cut to Mason, the Mason Capwell and CC in the study. And CeCe is very upset that Mason messed up the parole hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess Mason was supposed to have spoken at that, uh, at that hearing. Um, after, the, uh, after showing Joe at the yard, oh, the theme song, the opening theme.
1: And that to me was really interesting because um, if you look at the, the opening and the logo for Santa Barbara, it's got this big sort of arch on it. And that's where we see that that arch shape comes from the the courtyard of the Capgwell mansion, I guess. Because they have arches all over their courtyard.
0: Uh, now, this theme song was a lot different from all other soap operas on the air at the time, as mm-hmm. far as I'm aware. This was a peppy, exciting theme that hadn't been written in the 30s yeah. and wasn't played on an organ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember... Uh, really liking that song when I first heard it, and I liked it the 2,137 times I've heard it since then.
1: And they really play up the, the Santa Barbara, um, the the scenery, the, the beach, the people lying on a beach, so it's very California.
0: And then after the theme, we cut back to the Capwell Mansion again, and this time another party's happening exactly five years later, and it's mm-hmm. Kelly and Joe's, and uh, Kelly and... Peters engagement party.
1: Right.
0: And then Philip arrives with a note for Mason. Mm-hmm. So, it's very ominous. Mason goes into the study and we're worried he's going to, you know, be shot just like uh, Channing was, but yeah. um Mason uh, arrives and CC in the study mm-hmm. and he's smoking a cigar. Um that's when he blames Mason for lousing up the parole hearing. Now Joe takes a while to pack up at the prison. Mhm but the warden seems to you know like him tells yeah. him he probably shouldn't go back to Santa Barbara Joe says I'm just going to go back to Santa Barbara Yeah uh,
1: he's saying find, I'm going to go home I'm going I got go to
0: find home. the killer I yeah. got to find the real killer Yeah So I think we believe Joe when he says he's not the real killer mm mm-hmm. Mhm no one else in Santa Barbara appears to believe that everyone else Seems to think he's the real killer, although...
1: We don't know the evidence. Someone
0: does not want him to come back to Santa Barbara very strongly. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that person knows who the real killer is and doesn't want Joe snooping around. So, there's a mysterious lady in a bathroom. With
1: long red fingernails and hmm. a lot of rings on her hand.
0: And she calls some thugs that she has on speed dial. Yeah her two thugs, and says, oh, go and uh, make sure Joe doesn't come back to Santa Barbara. And she really sounded like she expected them to kill Joe. Mm-hmm. Though later in the episode, after they've tried to kill Joe, mm-hmm. she seems upset that they tried to kill Joe. Yeah. So, yeah, Joe spent some time on the bus. They're following the bus. Finally, they, you know, when Augusta phones them and says, you got to do something, they they try to shoot Joe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He ducks at the last second, and the the Windows blasted out of the bus, but um, the bus driver thinks they're probably after Joe. Doesn't quite have the heart to kick him out in the street, though, so Mm -hmm. Joe manages to convince the bus driver to keep going. He's got to get to Santa Barbara. So, uh, meanwhile, Jade Perkins hears the news on the TV that her brother has been released from prison, Mm -hmm. and her mom's very excited about that, too. Um, Dad shows up, doesn't seem quite as excited.
1: Yeah, he's very, uh, I think he's surprised, but he's not really that happy that Joe's potentially coming back.
0: So not sure what that is going on there. I probably, I don't think John Perkins is the real killer. Though. No. That's probably not the reason. Okay. So and then we see Lake and Lockridge on her bike. Mm. And uh, then we cut to the beach bar where Ted and Danny are talking about being late for the engagement party. Ted, as the brother of the of Kelly, mm-hmm. and and Danny as uh, someone who's going to be doing some serving at the party. Mm-hmm. Laken arrives, and Ted invites her to the party. She protests; uh, she's not really dressed for it, etc., etc. But he man, he and Danny manage to kind of manhandle her. Uh, out of the beach bar with her bike. And the next thing we know, we see Ted is driving the bike, and Lakin's kind of sitting on it, Mm -hmm. side saddle and being driven. So she clearly doesn't mind hanging out with Ted Capwell. And um, eventually they end up just hanging out in the stables. Right. uh, Because she's not dressed for the party. So Kelly finds them there at one point, wants to chat with Ted, but leaves them alone. So, meanwhile, uh, at the main party, Callie finds out from Cece that Joe Perkins has been released from jail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this, uh, you know, this is her ex. Mm-hmm. Who's killed her brother. Yeah. So, she's a little bit thrown by that. But she's taking it in stride, and she makes arrangements to, uh, uh, that C.C.'s made arrangements that the helicopter's going to come and take him to the island. Mm-hmm. So she's happy with that. She's happy to leave things behind and not think about Joe Perkins coming back.
1: And the whole news of Joe Perkins coming back is um, its this huge source of, of gossip, and it's almost like those old breakheads where she tells two friends and he tells two friends and so on and so on. And that's how it, it goes. It's on the news it's everyone's phoning everyone else to to say that he's being released and he's potentially coming back. There's um, sort of footage of the bus making its way to Santa Barbara and people are following it. So this is obviously huge news, um, and that maybe speaks to the power of the Capwells.
0: Well, I think we saw Mason on the phone at one point talking to someone. He may have known some people in the media who were going to sort of stir up trouble so that that Joe wouldn't be welcome when he got back into town. Um, At one point during the show, Kelly and Joe started having music playing during their flashbacks.
1: Which I recognized. I didn't know who had done it, but I remember it was a popular song in the 80s.
0: So that was If Ever You're In My Arms Again Mm -hmm. by Peebo Bryson. I believe at the time I read that um the the record company and the, the producers of Santa Barbara, they were owned by the same parent company or something mm. and so as part of their synergy thing, they were actually actively cross promoting Peebo Bryson as an up and coming singer. So, um I think we may hear that song again. Mm hmm Um Ted and Lakin briefly got a song playing while they were dancing. So I don't know if that's something yeah, we'll be hearing again they either. It kind of sounded familiar, but I don't know the name of it. Maybe
1: they'll play it up so. a little more and we'll recognize it.
0: And then, then the media are at the gates of the Capwell Mansion. They're there to report on this uh, almost royal wedding type frenzy uh, of Kelly's engagement party.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then suddenly we see a Rolls Royce and uh, there's an old lady who's very upset that they've stopped the car and uh... it's the media that are blocking the road in front of the Capwell mm-hmm. mansion so clearly she needs to drive past the Capwell house to get home and uh, so she's pretty annoyed by that And then,
1: a wealthy grumpy neighbor
0: and then we see her on the phone and she identifies herself as Mrs. T. McDonald Lockridge mm-hmm. the T stood for Tiger uh-huh. and uh... she calls the police to say there's a very loud party next door and they better come and arrest CC C. Capwell. <laughs> so the police actually do arrive at the party and uh CC C. knows the, one of the police officers by name.
1: It's very wink wink Bert. nudge nudge that they're not going to arrest.
0: CC so
1: Capwell
0: he uh tells them go tell her that uh you know he they read him the riot act and then as soon as they leave he tells Philip to turn up the music so that people with their windows closed could hear it. So so the Lockridges and the Capwells don't get along.
1: So that's something we learned.
0: But yet, Ted and Lakin are dating.
1: Mm-hmm. That could be a source. This of could
0: be some sort of problems. Lockridge and Capulet type thing that's being, being happening here. The two warring families, kids
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting
0: together. Uh, when Ted brings Lakin home, he's just about to kiss her at the front door when Minx opens the door! <laughs> and she's got a riding crop in her hand, and she wants just to smack Ted on the shoulder.
1: Yeah, so no love lost between the two families, obviously.
0: So, across the old Minx Lockridge, we we'll us see if she has a heart. So, meanwhile, uh, we've forgotten to talk about Santana when she finds out. Uh, she's overhears the the news. So when she's near the study that mm-hmm. Joe's coming back, she promptly steals one of Cece's handguns
1: mm-hmm.
0: and makes her way to her apartment, where her mother follows her. Her mother Rosa notices she's upset, um, but she goes, no, "No, no, I'm busy. I gotta go." She runs out with the gun, and then Rosa follows her. And the next thing you see, uh, she's at the bus station with the gun in her hand.
1: Yeah, everyone ends up at the bus station.
0: Jade and Marissa Perkins end up at the bus station waiting for Joe. Rosa does show up looking for Santana, but she hasn't seen her yet by the end of the episode. And, uh, the bus arrives and Joe is, um, is, uh, still flashbacking on Kelly a bit, but Mm -hmm. he, uh, he sees all these protesters out there. Uh, meanwhile, Joe, uh, Kelly and Peter are in a helicopter. And then Kelly starts having some Joe Perkins flashbacks, as yes. If Ever You're In My Arms Again plays. And and Joe and Kelly alternate having flashbacks about each other. And then Kelly looks out the window, and she's flying over the bus station! Yeah, Just as Joe is getting off the bus. So yeah, looking it up. seems like she may see Joe there. And yeah. Joe looks up and sees the helicopter. He knows... Kelly is in that helicopter. Yeah. I guess it's the Capitol helicopter.
1: Yeah, he recognizes it, obviously. Yeah,
0: so, do you think he'll ever have her in his arms again?
1: Oh, I'm quite sure he will. She she didn't seem overly interested, actually, in her fiancé.
0: So Peter Flint, Ted mentions, uh, is his physics teacher at Lyman Mm -hmm. Prep. Mm -hmm. And uh, he later mentions to C.C. that he's worked there for six years. So he's clearly quite a bit older than Callie, who's, I think, our age. I yeah. think she was 18 mm-hmm. uh, in 1984. So, yeah, who knows how she ended up meeting Peter Flint and how they ended up engaged. But um, she seems like, you know, she's fine with them going off together. And yeah. There's no reason to believe that there's anything that will stop that wedding. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't be too sure about
0: that. I'm sure they'll be married for years to come. <laughs> and uh, at one point, Cece talks to Peter about his future. It says, uh, even though you're not married yet, I consider you a son if you'd like to uh, join Capwell Enterprises. And he talks a bit about the history of Capwell Enterprises. That His father and grandfather built it up. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's uh, you know, Cece's obviously really into history. He's named his first, sorry, his second son, Channing, after himself and after his father. Mm -hmm. So um, he's, uh, you know, clearly very gung-ho about the family history. Although, perhaps Mason might wonder why Channing was named after him and not him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's obviously a bit of um, resentment there. On the part of the older brother, even before the the younger one is is uh, murdered, and there's obviously still a little bit of lingering resentment even years after the younger brother has died. So this is a, an ongoing issue, clearly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mason and Mason was teasing Channing about all the girlfriends he had. Yeah. And uh, not sure, but is it possible that there was some girl that they both liked? Mm-hmm. Channing ended up with her, so. Um so when we uh when we saw those trailers for Santa Barbara, uh, Santana mentioned that they took her baby. So we and, don't know and, uh, much about
1: that yet, don't know but about I'm that. sure that would be
0: we know discussed she, further. We know she seemed to be dating Channing, so
1: yeah.
0: there could be something there. Uh, what else do we know from the trailers? well? Mason said his family didn't really love him that much I mean he and CeCe seemed to get along pretty good other than
1: mm-hmm. CeCe
0: blaming him for Joe Perkins getting parole.
1: Yeah
0: um, But you know Kelly didn't seem to have a problem with him. I don't know did they have a scene together? Kelly they did Mason? very
1: briefly. Yeah
0: Yeah, and they mentioned Ted uh, Who was in the barn the whole time and they mentioned their sister Eden twice, but mm, Eden which we was didn't see at her party, at all so. Yeah And that was it for family members that they mentioned. So, no indication of where the mother is at this point. Mm -hmm. She clearly was not introduced. There weren't any old enough ladies in the uh, crowd that might have been here. Her, and you'd think she would have been next to Cece if she was around. So, that's a mystery. Where's the mother? Yeah. And, um... What else? Oh, um, Jade Perkins, you might recognize Missy Brennan as uh, the girl she who She looked really
1: familiar. I wasn't sure who she was. She
0: plays Jennifer on Days of Our Lives.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that so, a little bit.
0: And, of course, C.C. Capwell was not played by Lloyd Botchner. He was played by Peter Mark Richman.
1: Who um, you may or may not recognize from the early seasons of Dynasty.
0: He played Andrew Laird. Um, the... The lawyer of um, Blake Carrington, and he actually, I think, was went back to Dynasty after after this because we saw Andrew in the later seasons. Yeah, I remember. So he's almost as gruff as Lloyd Bunchner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he was a good uh,
1: yeah he's, he's a
0: good replacement. Yeah. And
1: he too, um, if you watch a lot of shows from the sixties and seventies, he. He was also a frequent guest star in a lot of them, and also played a lot of villains like Lloyd Bokner So so um, there is some similarities there
0: too. And then of course Robin Wright was Kelly Capwell, and mm-hmm. uh, her acting didn't seem to be quite as bad as I remember, so maybe I was misremembering that, but we'll see. Uh, so both she and Joe Perkins, you know, hadn't acted much, but mm-hmm. they're probably, I'm sure, you know, Ted and Danny hadn't done much acting either. I'm sure mm-hmm. that a lot of the younger kids, Missy Brennan, uh, probably was her first role. So, we'll do uh, you know once a week. We'll do a in-depth, you know, more in-depth mm-hmm. uh, res- research on one actor per week. Yeah. So later in the week, uh, we'll pick someone to to do. Mm-hmm. We did we did a mini in-depth on Lloyd Botchner in the yeah, in the mini. last episode. Uh, So maybe not that depth, but just a little summary of their career.
1: One of the things I noticed watching this, um, especially if you compare it to uh, some of the modern soap operas, is just how lavishly photographed it was, and how many scenes were outdoors, how many scenes were huge, had a lot of extras. There's one particularly beautiful scene, I thought, when the engagement is officially announced and they release all of these balloons and there's this really wide shot of them coming out of the top of the, this mansion that I'm sure most soap operas today wouldn't be able to afford even that one scene, let alone an entire hour of those kind Mm -hmm. of scenes. And
0: they may have had a a little more money for the pilot, because I, you know, that, that exterior shot of the Capo mansion, I don't remember ever seeing again, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the gates, that may well be the only time we've ever seen the gates. Mm-hmm. The Lockridge Mansion, we've so far been relegated to the living room yeah. when Minx was on the phone and the um, and the front door. But uh, I think the Lo- Lockridge Mansion was never quite as extravagant as the Capwell mm. Mansion. So I don't think we see too many more rooms of the, the Lockridge Mansion. So
1: The other thing I, I just thought uh, plot-wise just a, a little bit, Curious was the bus ride up with uh, Joe slowly making his way up to Santa Barbara. And of course when the thugs first um, accost him, um, they don't try and kill him or anything. They try to persuade him by beating him to uh, take a bus to San Francisco instead of Santa Barbara. It did occur to me that any bus going to San Francisco would probably stop in Santa Barbara so it might have just been easier for him to have gotten on the San Francisco bus and
0: I I have always pictured him as being north of Santa Barbara for some reason. Oh, okay, the, the prison.
1: Oh, I don't maybe. know
0: why. I don't maybe it's the direction the bus was shown traveling and I I just felt the ocean was on the left or whatever, but I maybe. I've always thought it was north. But I guess there's no real
1: we would have to Reason
0: use, to believe that, based on...
1: Well, where's San Quentin? Because he's supposed to be in San it Quentin. It was
0: in San Quentin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, San Quentin. We'll look up where San Quentin is, and we'll we're mention it California in episode is, so two. So,
1: up. Also, it did seem a little curious, and it's just, you know, nitpicking here, but when the thugs do shoot out the bus, and this bus has got a whole window missing, and, and uh, it's really... I just thought it was kind of interesting that all of the passengers, except Joe, opt to get off the bus. Because I think most people, if there's people shooting at you from outside, would not opt.
0: No, I would urge the bus driver to continue on to a a safer place. Yeah.
1: So that was just...
0: Now, I'm just uh, looking to... a little did a little research as to what was going on in the world on... July 30th, 1984, so the Summer Olympics were airing on ABC that year. Really? Well, I'm familiar with the Summer uh, the Olympics being on NBC. I think they've had them for like 30 years, but I guess ABC, which was this, you know, the Wide World of Sports Network, was showing them that year, so a lot of people would have been watching the Olympics uh, during this week.
1: Didn't they uh, emphasize that the son who was was killed was actually an an athlete? An accomplished athlete. Perhaps. So I wonder if that sort of ties in with the Olympic spirit that would have been going on at that time.
0: He's the golden boy. Yeah, definitely. I think that's clearly. And literally, too, because he's
1: got very (laughs) blonde hair. And he's obviously his father's favorite.
0: Yes. And so in the movies, uh, Meatballs Part 2 came out the Friday before Santa Barbara premiered, as did Purple Rain. Oh. And possibly still in the theaters, Cannonball Run 2, mm-hmm. Muppets Take Manhattan.
1: So a lot of sequels.
0: And then released in June, Ghostbusters, Star Trek 3, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, wow. So movies. And the number one album? Any guesses?
1: Oh, I guess Thriller wouldn't still be on the charts.
0: It was not Thriller, but that was earlier in the year. It was Born in the USA.
1: Oh, okay. I Her was going to actually guess Madonna. Third week on the charts, Madonna. I
0: believe. So. We'll, uh, we'll take one episode every week to update you on popular culture mm-hmm. of, the, of the day.
1: If we, if we have our research on hand. Yep.
0: Any other famous actors in this? Well, Dame Judith Anderson played Minx Lockridge. Mm. And there was a big deal about that on Entertainment Tonight, even though I'd never heard of her. Oh. So when we come to do the deep dive into the career of Dame Judith Anderson, we'll, we'll find out why she was such a big deal. Her. And so any thoughts on the mystery long-haired, f- long-finger, red-finger lady?
1: No, but i I was thinking as I was watching it, That they were maybe playing off the popularity of the Alexis Carrington character a little Mm. bit on Dynasty. And just, uh, obviously, we haven't seen the character yet, so I don't even know what she looks like, but just the idea of this sort of um, villainous, yeah, sinister femme fatale type with these long red fingernails and all this jewelry, it seemed very, very much influenced by Alexis Carrington. So that was my take on it.
0: I have a general sense that the show was influenced by Dynasty.
1: Well, it had as its first two choices for C.C. Capwell were Dynasty veterans. Mm-hmm. So that's one parallel right there.
0: And, um, yeah, that's about all I can think of to say on this episode.
1: I think so. I Tom- think it's off to a good start.
0: Yeah, we'll watch episode two tomorrow and record another commentary and Depending on how long these commentaries are, I was planning to bundle them into five, five episode podcasts. But if they get too long, we might upload daily ones just because uh, I noticed how long the one from yesterday took to upload to YouTube. So
1: we are perfecting our format.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back to back uh, tomorrow, and you'll see us at least within a week uh, for the next episode of Santa Barbara. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.